Friday, everybody. Welcome to this week's review. Let's get straight into it. So this week in class, particularly the adults we've been looking at, um, guard passing. Open guard passing specifically. We'll be looking at a leg drag to complement the passes we looked at last week, the Toriando, the knee cut. And you're listening to this on a Friday, so Thursday night we'll be looking at the side smash position. What's really important though, and you, a few of you have probably already identified this, is just going for one pass and trying to get past the legs isn't necessarily going to work. You need to chain these passes together, which is what we're going to look at next week. So we'll look at these from next week. We'll start chaining. We'll start chip. We'll start chaining them all together. This week as well, from a personal point of view, it's been quite mentally draining. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's January. We're as far away from any kind of holidays or anything as you can be. The weather's miserable. I've just felt a little bit like pfft, off this week mentally. And the strange thing is, and I can't emphasize this enough, that after training, I've felt amazing. I know that going training is going to help me. I know that going in the gym is going to help me. I've mentioned this to a few people. I mentioned it this week and last week. That motivation doesn't come before doing the thing or the activity. Once you do the thing, motivation comes after it. So you're motivated to do it again. So this week has been a little bit... Just felt a bit bit of a mental fog this week but I guarantee that after training I feel fantastic so I know that I need to be going to training otherwise that mental fog doesn't there's no let up of it there's no release moving on to the things that went well this week the kids class on Tuesday what an amazing turnout 38 young people all practicing the art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And it was amazing to see. And on top of that, we was even missing a few of the regulars as well. So that that's that's brought a few things to mind regards of just logistics of having people in the gym, parents in the gym waiting for the kids. So that's given me food for thought on how we can make that a better experience for the parents. And obviously, I think we've got enough mat room currently. And it all depends on having this the amount of coaches to help us coach the classes. So, yeah, definitely good to have that many people learning and enjoying the classes. But like they said, with new levels come new devils. So um, leave that one with me. We are looking to, in February... I just need to confirm an actual start date. Looking to start that Saturday kids class that I spoke about. That'll be for seven years and above. What I am going to get you to do, if you are interested, a few people have already said they'd, they'd be looking to attend that class. So we'll give it a four-week trial. And I'm going to get people to book in this time. One, to make you a bit more accountable, so you turn up. And two, it gives us an idea of how many coaches we're going to need. 
once we have the trial period, if we're getting a regular turnout, then there'll be no need to book after that. But for the first, I think, four weeks at least, we'll get people to book on just so we can see how it's how it's going and, and assess that. Another thing that went well this week, following on and continuing from me being a little bit mentally drained, I listened to a podcast Wednesday um, with Theo Vaughn. You may or may not be familiar with Theo. He had Tony Robbins on. Tony Robbins does not do many podcasts, especially long-form podcasts. And it was a two-and-a-half-hour conversation with Tony Robbins. If you're not familiar with Tony Robbins, just Google him. He's like the king of the king of the self-help genre. But it's not all wishy-washy shit. It's not all pie-in-the-sky, positive thinking and stuff. This podcast is full of just actionable things that you can do. Changing your state, changing your physiology, changing what you focus on. Fantastic. Loads of tools in this podcast. And I highly recommend it. I'll also put the link in the description on Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Opportunity to work on this week. From a personal point of view, mainly just keeping myself accountable. I mentioned this in an email that on Tuesday, which is when I, Monday or Tuesday, which is when I do my own training, i.e. going in the gym or trying to get to an open mat somewhere or a class for my own progression. I'd had it planned that I was going to go to Trident at 10am on Tuesday morning. And like I said this week, this mental fog, I didn't go. I woke up early, I had breakfast, I was showered, I was ready. And for whatever reason, I was procrastinating. I was trying to think, I was thinking about all the other things that I had to do that day. I hadn't had a particularly good night's sleep. Basically, I was coming up with excuses left, right and centre. And I didn't go. And I didn't go. And I berated myself all day. Felt like shit. I'd let myself down, my personal standards. I'd let myself down. Um, yeah, so I berated myself. My self-talk was really negative. So I think opportunities to work on this week is keep myself more accountable. If I say I'm going to do something, it's a non-negotiable. I don't start to negotiate with myself. I just do it. So I'm going to try and work on that. The next thing to work on, wrestling. This probably comes up every week. I know that the wrestling aspect of my overall game, my grappling game, is the weaker aspect. We're all getting better, but it is a weaker aspect. And it's just one of those things that I just know it needs to be done. Last night was frustrating. I'm, I'm starting to... I'm trying to think too much. So jiu-jitsu... The experience that I've got in jiu-jitsu now, things are a lot more second nature and unconscious, flowing from one move to the next. I'm not there in wrestling yet. I'm not. I've not got that subconscious muscle memory flowing from one move to the next. And it's frustrating, but as you'll hear in that podcast, frustration and confusion are good because they mean a change of state. They mean you're learning something new. But like anything, I know it needs to be done. 
points to take forward. Like I said, in the summer, I'm going to be addressing the waiting area in the gym with that amount of parents sitting there for an hour and a bit waiting for the kids to finish class. There's not a lot of room, especially when the adults are coming in for the changeover. Maybe we'll we'll get rid of that last row of mats to widen the walkway a little bit and ease that up. The last thing I want to touch on is there's a current debate going on. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. Mikey Muzumesha, who's a grappling athlete, um, has put up a post regards to submissions and hurting training partners. Now, if you've not seen that post, pretty much, in my opinion, is the same as Mikey's, that you teach two things. You teach the position, but you also teach the mechanics of, of doing the submission. So, for example, if I have someone in an arm lock, I am not going to just snap on that arm lock really quick. I'm going to control the position and it's a testament to your control is if you can control the arm lock without actually applying the pressure and then you slowly start to apply the pressure. So you're not snapping it on really quick. You're slowly applying the pressure. Your partner's going to be trying to escape and that also helps your partner gain confidence that they know they're not going to get injured in that position and they can start to try the escapes knowing that you're not going to snap it on. So that means there's a few things happening. You're controlling the position. You've got control of the submission. And your partner is also building confidence then and trust to, not, to know they're not going to get injured. Similar with leg locks and heel hooks. If I've got a heel hook on somebody, I will hold the submission to show that I can control it. I'll look my partner in the eye. So I give them an opportunity to start to try and defend. And if they're not defending it, I will slowly increase the pressure. And if they're still not tapping, I will let go and explain you was caught then in a submission. You should have tapped. Again, no one has to get injured. But it also works the other way. If you are in a submission and it's on and you're still trying to defend and trying to defend and you get injured, the onus is on you. The responsibility is on you. You should understand, especially at a higher level, talking purple, brown, black belt, you should understand and know when you're caught in a submission and let the ego go. It's only training at the end of the day. Just tap and start again. If you're getting injured because you don't want to let go of a submission, sorry, if you're getting injured because you don't want to tap to a submission when it's blatantly on, then you're going to have a very short grappling career. So yeah, I think that's it. That's all I've got for today. See you on the mats. Have a great weekend, everyone.